the scripture, these warnings that come with it. And I think uh, Trevor 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 will say it. Trumpet judgments are all revealed after the opening of the seventh seal, or the last of the seals that were on the scroll that was held by Christ when he was crucified. The scroll, of course, is
Take warning. 
or you give someone responsibility to one, they can't they we can both make sure they give that one, but also those who hear that one need to hear that one. And that's what's being conveyed here is God is warning the wicked upon the earth that now is the time to repent. That's what he's conveying to them. Revelation is a devastating cataclysmic judgment served as warning. judgment symbolically doesn't actually help understand it only actually intensifies the fog as to what they're intending to communicate because those who take it symbolically can come up with all sorts of explanations but their explanation isn't demonstrating any better than anybody else's because they're wicked and the challenge with interpreting literally is that these judgments have no precedent therefore they seem unrealistic so many scholars might third of the trees were 
lined up in all the green grass. Right? This first trumpet judgment seems pretty bizarre.
strike here might encompass one continent like Asia or two continents. So like Europe and Africa combined is approximately one-third of the world. Or two continents like North and South America is all the continents in this world. The largest wildfire ever recorded happened in 2008 in Siberia. 62,500 square miles were destroyed. The largest ever recorded. And that was just one-tenth of one percent of the Earth's surface. One-tenth. This is going to be 30%. So when this devastation is prophesied here, uh, not just a chunk of Siberia, but all of Asia, or all of North and South America will be the planet Earth. And it's, it's important to notice that God is not trying to wipe out humanity. Like the goal actually is to warn, to get their attention. That's why only a third is wiped out and not two-thirds. He's trying to get their attention. It's a trumpet blast, a warning. eight, the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Now, this is possibly referring to a volcano that erupts, a mountain burning with fire thrown into the sea, but it's also possible that this is describing some sort of nuclear weapon of mass destruction. But it could also be some sort of meteorite explosion. And it's also possible that the second and third trumpet warnings are actually describing the same thing. Comments. But two separate effects are being highlighted. The warnings are the effects of one-third of the vegetation is what's being explained. That's the warning of the first trumpet. Effect of one third of the sea being destroyed is the effect of the second trumpet. But so the, the, the warnings are the effect versus the cause that caused the effect. So it's possible that the same thing is being described with two effects. Now, the second warning here, the second trumpet, emphasizes that the burning mountain causes a third of the sea to become third of the creatures in the sea that were once alive are now dead. And then a third of the ships are destroyed, probably because of the, the wave, the massive wave that was caused by this mountain being thrown into the sea. So, as with the vegetation in the previous judgment, this, this one third could be spread out over different parts of the ocean, they're more likely affecting just one massive part of the sea. So, uh, I don't know, like, if you combined one massive area, so like the Atlantic Ocean, put it on the Atlantic Ocean, you get the Atlantic Ocean that's actually almost exactly a third the size of all the, of all the rest of the sea, like a third of the Earth's seawater. But it could also include parts of the Pacific Ocean, like this of the Indian Ocean or the Columbus Ocean. So that's also possible. Which brings us to the third trumpet. 
third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died from the waters because they were not drowned. And the fact is that this this describes the star falling from heaven and then making the water bitter. And the fact that it's burning like a torch. Many scholars believe this is some sort of meteor or a comet that plunged into the ocean. Uh, What many people believe uh, wiped out the dinosaurs. I personally believe that It's also possible that this is uh, symbolically referring to some sort of fallen angel or demon. And I say that because angels and demons are often associated with the stars in Scripture. A a good, maybe the best example is actually seen a chapter later in Revelation 9, verse 1, where it says, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven which had fallen to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit was given to it. Key was given to that star that had fallen to earth. It describes the fall. So the effect of this fallen star is that it pollutes a third of the earth's fresh water. Now verse 11 says many men will actually die from drinking this polluted water, which made which was made bitter by this fallen star. And because of its deadly effects, it's, it's, it's called wormwood. Now wormwood is a shrub leaves are actually used to manufacture something called absinthe and uh, absinthe is a liqueur so toxic that its manufacture is actually banned in many countries Uh, the plant is mentioned eight times in the old testament and three times it's connected with poison water which of course is why it's being signified as poison Consider that only 3% of the earth's water is fresh. Only 3% of the water. And the Great Lakes of the United States contain about 20% of the earth's fresh water. So a third, and the the Great Lakes contain uh, 20%, 30% of the earth's fresh water. So imagine all of the fresh water fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were struck, so that a third of them would be darkened. And the day would not shine for a third of it, and the night until the morning. So this is uh, celestial objects, like the stars, the sun, the moon, being darkened. And so many people believe that this should be understood symbolically. In fact, many commentators have said this, that it must be symbolic because this this is happening. But I think like the previous judgment, they can't tell us what's being symbolized. Okay, so what does that mean? 
if a third, what is, what's being symbolized by the sun and the moon and the stars in darkness? For instance, the well-known Bible scholar Gary DeMar says this, his interpretation. The darkening of the sun and the moon and the falling of stars coupled with the shaking of the heavens are more descriptive ways of saying that the heavens and the earth will pass away. In other contexts, when stars fall, they fall to the earth, a sure sign of temporal judgment. So then, the passing away of heaven and earth is the passing away of the old covenant world of Judaism. So he interprets this as, this is symbolizing that the old covenant is passing away and the new covenant is starting. I personally think interpreting these trumpet judgments as the passing away of the old covenant is a bit of a stretch. So like, He's one of the more well-known Bible scholars that hold that position. So I think, like the other judgments, we should interpret this literally. Now, this doesn't necessarily picture a third of the sun or the moon going black, so you have, like, the moon and a third of it you just can't see because you obviously have some distance away. What it's, what it's describing is that um, the light that they would shine is going to be dark and dirty. So this would be due to smoke and ash from previous devastations blotting out the light for a third of the earth. It's also possible that these people would only be able to see light for a third of the time. So it's like, you know, Alaska, you can see like a third of the light and then uh, the other third. I don't know the science behind that, but it's it's kind of wonky. Somehow light is severely limited. That's why you shouldn't flush your water. And after this fourth trumpet is blown, which accompanies signs of heavens, another sign of heavens will be seen. John says, Then I looked and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth, because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the eagle and dove, who are about to come out. In other words, he's saying, You think this is bad? Just brace yourself for what's coming. Because actually what's being described in these first four judgments is just devastation to the land. The earth, the sea, the plants, the ships, the animals, but the judgments that are going to come next are going to be particularly directed towards animals. So he warns them, woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the the warnings that are coming, the judgments that are believe that the eagle is actually symbolizing animals. And I, I say that because animals usually in prophecy are symbolic of some individual or a nation. For instance, think about the, the lion and the bear and the leopard or the beast in Daniel that symbolize the nation. So frequently that is how animals are used in prophecy. So it's possible that one nation or some great creature is standing up in the midst of this chaos recognizing what's going on, and he starts warning people, or a nation, they start warning people about what's about to happen. It's also possible that what's being symbolized by the eagle is simply that people should take warning. That it's just symbolic of that the the signs themselves are like a great eagle calling out, take warning. Devastation is about to come upon you. So these signs themselves are warning them. Word woe throughout the Bible constantly praise. Think of Matthew twenty three and 
the woes that are given to you, the Pharisees and the scribes. And Jesus says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, for you are hypocrites. And he, he concludes his warnings in that chapter that Jesus does by saying this, you serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will crucify and kill. And some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town. So Jesus wants to wake them up that do you realize what you're doing? You're persecuting my people. Take warning, take heed, repent. Of course, that's what's being demonstrated by these trumpet judgments. God wants people to repent. And the threefold use of the word woe here by the eagles, again, demonstrates that the aim of the trumpet judgments is to warn. judgments that are about to fall. Now one conclusion that we can come to with what is prophesied here is that we truly are facing a devastating climate disaster in the end times. And these problems of all the world's climate problems are not due to the use of fossil fuels not due to a failure to recycle the amount of garbage that we produce. We see here that that the coming climate disaster is a result of man's own hardness of heart and refusal to repent. Believe in the one true God. Now there's some circumstances that will suffer cycles. One is to to not be reliant upon fossil fuels, conserving water and regulating pollution and so forth. Even dualism is not going to be perfect. because we're not maintaining the earth because children but unless people repent and believe and trust in the only thing that salvation can offer they will be destroyed in fact God's cataclysmic judgment of the earth are described in these trumpet judgments and in fact they might be tied to our contemporary idolatry of the earth just as the plagues in Egypt signified God's power over the Egyptian gods. They were judgments upon the, the gods. Similar here, it's possible that what God is doing is saying, you worship the earth, and now I'm going to destroy the earth to show you that I alone stand before you. I'd say the earth was a, is the most dominant idol century is what we would call money. So the climate disaster prophesied here cannot be avoided. The scriptures cannot be broken. Everything that God has spoken that is written must be fulfilled. This is the climate disaster. And even though we cannot save the earth, we can heal it. And we can save others by warning them, even as we see the watchman in Ezekiel 33 called to warn warning them that that disaster is coming and people can only be saved through faith and repentance Father we thank you for the clarity of these warnings and I pray that you give us wisdom for now to engage with people who are more concerned about the effects of pollution 
water level than they are about your coming and the wrath that is upon you because of sin. Father, I pray that you give us wisdom and to know how to warn our parents and families who are blinded to things that are real to be clear and coherent in our presentation of the gospel so that they would be comforted, that they would take heed of the warnings that you have given them. Repent. Lord, we ask you that you would give us the wisdom to do that, that we might be effective in our witness.